Hi, everyone. I am so happy that you are here back at the Unraveling Podcast with me, Kelly Bacara. If you are new here, welcome. I'm so happy to have you. I want to let you know that we are in the second episode of our anxiety series. So if you haven't listened to the first one, I would encourage you to go back. And um, today we're going to focus specifically on one way that you can fight your anxiety and a new new coping skill to incorporate into your life. As I have said before, this is going to be a series because there is so much to talk about when it comes to anxiety and faith. And so I'm so glad you're here. And again, I just continue to pray that these words will help you. And you guys, if you haven't yet, it really, really, really means a lot if you would rate and review this podcast. Um, At least on Apple Podcasts and iTunes, I believe you literally just have to hit the amount of stars you want to rate it as. Five stars are preferable, but... You can be honest too. Um, And if you want to leave a review, that would be so great. But definitely make sure you subscribe so that you know when future episodes are aired. Again, I am so grateful to have you here. And I just hope that you get something really great from this podcast. Let me know what you think. I am on my Facebook blog page, which is The Unraveling Blog with Kelly Becerra, and also on Instagram under Kelly Becerra. Now let's get started. Okay, you guys, welcome back to the podcast. I am excited about today's topic. It might not sound super thrilling at first. Um, It might not be super thrilling at all, but it is supposed to be something that you can apply to your life starting right now today. And that was my goal is that at the end of this podcast, you would have a little bit of a new coping skill that you can use even right now today. And so what we're going to talk about today is this concept of externalizing your anxiety. And essentially what that means is you are going to put your anxiety outside of yourself. And you might be wondering, why would we want to do that? And the answer is because your anxiety is not your identity. There is so, so much more to you than your anxiety. And I know how easily that can get twisted and how much it can feel like your anxiety consumes all of you. And I know even in my own life, there has been so many times when I have forgotten this and I have spoken things like, I can't do this and this because of my anxiety, or I'm just an anxious person, and I wrapped my identity around this one aspect, this one thing that I'm struggling with, and I made it seem like it was all of me and it was all-consuming of who I was. And so I just want to remind you guys that regardless of why you developed anxiety, you know, whether it's genetics, environmental factors, negative self-talk, whatever it might be, Um, Satan is going to try to use this against you and he will try to get in there and twist it even more. So he wants you to wrap your, your identity around anxiety. He wants you to think that that's all that you are and that's how your life is always going to be, is anxiety is going to be ruling it forever. And so we want to make sure that we are not believing and giving into Satan's lies. We want to remember that our identity is in Jesus and there is so much more to us, our dreams, our personality, uh, just who we are as a person. There's so much more to us than our anxiety. So I want to start by asking you, how are you talking about your anxiety? Are you giving it power? And what I mean is, are you saying things like, I can't do this, this, and this because I'm anxious or saying, I'm just an anxious person. This is just who I am. Um, Because if you're saying stuff like that, you are giving it power. And I know that it might 
really be true that anxiety is really inhibiting things and it's making things really difficult. But by us continuing to put like speak those words, we are giving the anxiety and the enemy more power. And so even if you don't feel super confident in this right now, by saying, instead of saying, I can't do this because I'm anxious, if you could start saying things like, you know what, this has been really difficult for me to do in the past, but I'm healing and I'm moving forward and I'm, mo I'm moving towards it. Even something like that will change your brain. It will start to change these natural thoughts, these automatic thoughts that have been ingrained deeply into your brain. And this also goes for those of you who are listening to this podcast series because you have somebody in your life, a loved one who struggles with anxiety. Make sure you're aware of how you talk about them, especially in front of them, um, but even behind their back. Like our words do have power and we can speak life and death into things. So make sure when you're around them, you're not saying, oh, she's just an anxious person or, oh, his anxiety makes it impossible for him to do this or, you know, things like that. We want to make sure we're careful with our words and that we are speaking um, life into them. Okay, and so now we can kind of move into this idea of externalizing your anxiety, putting your anxiety outside of you. And so in order to do this, you have to be aware of what your anxious thoughts are. And if that's something that you struggle with, I would have you start by just simply taking some time to quiet yourself, find some place that you can write the stuff down and just start writing the thoughts that are coming into your brain specifically when you are feeling anxious. And what you might find is that there's a lot more thoughts there than you're even aware of because so many of these thoughts, again, um, they become automatic and they're happening so quickly that sometimes we're not aware of the thoughts that are actually creating anxiety within us. So that would be my first step is just if you don't even know what your anxious thoughts are, you're going to need to take some time to stop and actually think about it. And if you can write it down, that's a great way to do it. So then you can look at them all. But once you are aware of the thought, um, you are going to work on separating it from you. Why? Because you have your own voice anxiety is not your heart's voice. It's not your soul. It's not definitely not God's voice. Anxiety is a different thing. It's not who you are. And so you're going to separate it. And I will run this down in a practical example. And I'm going to be honest with you guys that this is kind of convenient because today I'm actually struggling with a bit of anxiety. My anxiety is higher than it typically is just because I am spread really thin and I haven't been getting enough sleep. And I just haven't been able to have much time to sit and think and pray, and that is definitely things that are um, more likely to make me in an anxious state. And so I'm actually going to use my own thought to show you and explain how this can be. And so as I sit here and I quiet myself and I can pinpoint what the anxious thought is, I hear the anxiety saying, you won't get everything done and you're essentially you're going to fail. You're not going to get it done, you're not going to have time, and you're going to fail at this, which will then lead to disappointment, which will lead to all these other things. And so that is what anxiety is saying. So I want you to pinpoint what your own anxious thought is, and then we are going to give your anxiety a name. And the anxiety can be named an actual person's name, or you can just call it Satan or the enemy. It kind of depends on how you want to talk to it. But we are going to give it a name because we are going to be talking to it like it's outside of us, like it's not us. And sometimes I just simply call my anxiety Satan because it feels so dark and I know that Satan is trying to twist it in my mind. But I also have a name for my anxiety and I just call my anxiety Larry. And if you have a husband named Larry, or if you're named Larry, or you love someone named Larry, I apologize because Larry is not someone that's super loving in my life when I'm talking about him in terms of my anxiety. 
So once you give it a name, you can start talking to it. You can start talking to your anxiety because it, again, it is not you. And so it might sound something like this. Okay, Larry says, you won't get everything done. You're going to fail. And so what I would say back to Larry is, oh, Larry, you're at it again. You're always so worried about me not getting stuff done. Um, at this point, I can just expect you to show up and try to tell these lies to me whenever I feel overwhelmed because this is what you always do. But Larry, I know it's just you because you always do this and I'm not gonna believe you. Not today. I have a lot I need to get done. And so Larry, you just, you can keep talking, but I'm gonna keep doing what I need to do. And you guys, I know that sounds so silly and weird to talk to your anxiety and give it a name, but it is so powerful when you start to recognize that you have your own voice and that you don't have to just automatically believe and agree with everything anxiety says because anxiety is a liar. And that is ultimately what we want to be doing is noticing anxiety, talking back to it, putting it outside of us, talking back to it, and recognizing that we, just because it's a thought in our mind, does not mean it's true and does not mean we have to keep feeding it. Because that's typically what happens is when an anxious thought comes into our mind, it's so easy for that thought to just spin and spin and spin out of control and us just to believe everything it's saying like oh my gosh you're right I'm not going to get anything done I am going to fail and then I am going to be disappointed and then other people are going to be disappointed in me and then from there I'm just going to go curl up in a ball and cry and no one's going to want to be my friend and blah 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 you know you understand if you have anxiety you know exactly what I'm talking about about this like rabbit trail um, that anxiety goes down and it just gets worse and worse and it catastrophizes into this huge big bad thing but if we can start talking to it early on, as we first start to feel that anxiety coming on, we first start to hear Larry um, say those first few things, it doesn't have to necessarily go down that rabbit trail as fast. Or even we can maybe even kind of pump the brakes and maybe even stop it before it gets to that point. And I want to make sure what you're not hearing me say is that you should deny and pretend like you don't have anxiety because that doesn't help at all. What I'm saying is you can acknowledge the anxiety by putting it outside of you and saying, I know you're there. I hear you. I, I see you. I feel you. Um, but I can also, I also am not going to just believe everything that you're telling me. I'm going to think about this and I'm going to talk back to you a little bit and I'm going to change this up in ways that I haven't done it before. I'm not just going to let this spiral like it normally does. So here again was just some examples saying something like, Larry, it's you again. I know it's you. I recognize you because you always show up at this time. Um, I can expect you now at this point in time. Um, I, I know that you're worried or, um, you know, whatever it might look like. You, you can say whatever you want, but acknowledging it in that way and then saying, um, but you know what, Larry, I am just, I, I have things I need to do right now. And so you, I, you can keep talking if you want to, but I'm going to keep doing what I need to do right now. Use your own words, use your own spin on this. There is no right way to do this and you will get more of a feel of what helps you and how you can talk to your anxiety as you practice it more and more. And by the way, I say practice more and more because it does take practice. I know I've said that before, but it does take practice for this to become um, easier in your brain. It's going to need to be repetitive. It might not change your brain in a day. It's probably going to take a little while. And so stick with it and, and you will find that you feel a little bit stronger in talking back to your anxiety. And I also just want to add that I had quite a few people mention that they wanted some help in or hearing some ideas on how they can help their kids who struggle with anxiety. And this is a great one. Teaching your kids how to do this through modeling is one of the best things you can do for them when it comes to their anxiety and their worry. 
So like if your kid has really bad anxiety about going to school, helping them start to externalize the anxiety by giving the anxiety a name. And, you know, maybe it's Larry, maybe it's something else. But being able to say, oh, you know what, that's that's Larry talking to you again. And I'm really sick of Larry um, rearing his ugly head. And, you know, I'm sick of him stealing your joy before going to school and let, you know, model this to them. And if you can, model it to them in your own ways. So like as parents, we're also anxious, obviously, sometimes some of us really struggle with anxiety as parents. And so to be able to show them, like, let's say you get really anxious about going to the doctor, to be able to show this to your kids, obviously in an appropriate way, but to be able to say, you know what, I'm feeling kind of anxious about going to the doctor. And, um, I, you know, that's just, that's just my anxiety. That's just Larry. He always pops up and tries to freak me out whenever I go to the doctor, that, that dang Larry. Um... To be able to say something like that to them to show them that, one, it's normal to feel anxious about certain things, but that it, anxiety doesn't have to rule us and that it, you know, we can expect it and talk back to it. So I hope that this has been a practical thing, um, coping skill tool that you can use even today. I really wanted to share something that could help you right now as you leave here. Um, not leave here, as you turn this off, you can start to practice this. And um, I have heard from many clients that this is something that's helped them a lot to be able to externalize their anxiety and talk back and forth to it. And um, they just found it to be empowering. I'm going to remind you for the hundredth time that you are not your anxiety. Or there is more to you than your anxiety. Anxiety is one thing, one aspect of you that you're struggling with. It is not who you are. There is so much goodness and so much wonderfulness to who you are. And so if you have been struggling with making anxiety your identity and you have been talking about it in terms and in ways that it is who you are, I'm going to encourage you to stop and try wording it differently because your words do have a lot of power. And before we go, I just wanted to remind you guys of your real identity, who you are in Jesus. And so you are a son or daughter to the perfect father. You are God's friend. You have been given power and all authority. You have access to heaven. You are an overcomer and a conqueror. You are strong in the Lord. You can do all things through him. There are no weapons formed against you that will stand. You are kept safe. You are bold as a lion. You will never be shaken. You are your beloved's bride. You are redeemed. You are saved. You are born again. You are an imitator of Jesus. You are delivered from the dominion of darkness. You are chosen. You are holy. You are God's workmanship. And that is not just my little pep talk. Just so you know, these are that's the truth out of the Bible. That is who you are. That is your identity. Don't forget that. And I know anxiety and the enemy will try to tell you everything else. The enemy will try to make you forget that. But that is the truth about who you are. Write it down somewhere if you need to. Remember that you are not anxiety. You have this whole beautiful plan for your life. You have this purpose for your life. You were created intricately. The God knew exactly what he was doing when he made you. And he did not make you just to be anxious. He made you for so much more. So just remember that that is where your real identity lies. So I know this podcast was short and sweet, and I think that sometimes that's the best way to do it. And I will be back here next week with some other stuff. And please let me know if there are specific things that encouraged you on here. I'd love to hear it. If there are specific things you want to hear more of, let me know. I would be happy to either speak more on it or maybe even help you find resources on it that you can read or look at yourself. And thank you guys so much for listening.